Hello people, you're listening to Stories by Sneha. I am Sneha Atrekar, your host and the writer of this series. Our story today is The Confessions Conundrum, written by Ashwi Shah. It was a cold evening in Panjim, just a few days before Christmas. I strolled through the beautiful streets in my warm muffler and knitted sweater. It was the first time in months I was taking a leisurely stroll around town alone. My girlfriend had gone home for the holidays and on my off days like this one, I had a lot of time to myself. I strolled past the beautifully decorated houses on every street, all set for the splendor of Christmas. Being an explorer was in my nature, so whenever I would get the chance, I would wander off on streets that were unknown to me. Ravenswood Alley read the signboard as I continued on my latest adventure on this new street today. A few steps in, I discovered a rusted brown stand with a red box attached to it. It looked like some kind of a strange mailbox and it read confession box for all the thoughts inside you that eat you up. Let it out here once and for all. I laughed at the idea of this. It was silly, yet intriguing. I inquisitively opened the box as a stack of letters fell onto my leg. I examined the box closely. There were bundles of confession letters inside it. I smoked at the irony of the fact that in a city full of churches, people surprisingly made their confessions not to a priest, but to a lifeless box. I picked up the stack that had fallen onto my leg. It only had four letters in it and they had been tied into a bundle with a red ribbon. Would it be totally crazy to read what the locals had been confessing? My mind wavered back and forth. I checked my watch. It was barely 6.30 p.m. It was going to be a boring evening ahead. There was no harm in reading a few strangers' letters. I convinced myself. I untied the ribbon like an excited child unwrapping a present, hurriedly getting to the first letter. Little did I know that I was unraveling a bundle of secrets after which my life would never be the same again. The first letter. Dear Kavya, do you remember how you would always tell me that the pain of losing a best friend is far worse than the pain of losing anybody else? I would always laugh it off. But I miss you, my best friend, the most in the world right now. You're a part of every fond childhood memory I have. You were literally the perfect girl next door. Friendly, helpful, kind, insanely cute. Growing up alongside each other, going to the same school together, our family's game nights, long hours of studies together, several jokes and lovable memories. Sharing everything with you was an honor for me. I remember sitting in the shelter of that huge banyan tree in your backyard, under the night sky, as the light of the stars always gave us company. We shared everything together under that tree, didn't we? Our first joke, our first secret, our first problem, even our first kiss. Our friendship had a lot more to it 
than what met others' eyes. You were nothing less than a soulmate. I remember how lovingly we would braid each other's hair, try on each other's clothes, laugh till our stomachs hurt, and even cry our eyes out together. In your loving kisses and warm embrace, I found my comfort. We were just two young girls so in love with the idea of each other that we closed our eyes to all the troubles that awaited us. You were always the stronger one, Kav. Even though you would always tell me otherwise. It was your strength that made you come out to your family even though deep down you were terrified of how they would react. I know you spent many mornings waking up to a soaking pillow, wet with your own tears because your dad refused to accept your truth. But you fought for who you are anyway, and I will always be so proud of you for that. I on the other hand just chose to run away, like the coward I am. You begged me to stay, but I couldn't. A town so small with minds that were even smaller was no place for me to grow. I asked you to come with me, but you didn't. I know you'll never forgive me for leaving you behind. And it's fair. I'm lucky to be the first girl you have ever been with. You never contacted me since the day I left home. I wrote you letters. Called you many times. But you never responded. You probably think about me once in a while with a heart full of contempt and fury. I think about you a lot too. Especially on nights like these when I see my neighbor's daughter laughing under the stars with her best friend. I miss my best neighbor, my best kiss, my best partner. And most of all, I miss my best friend. The second letter. Dear Shubham, I think the first thing I need to say to you is that I am sorry. I know that no matter how many times I say it, it will never be enough to make up for what I did to you. But I will never stop feeling sorry for my actions. So every time I think about you, a sorry is bound to leave my lips. Ours was quite the quintessential romance ballad, wasn't it? Our eyes met in the filmiest way on the first day of college, when you asked if you could sit next to me. Two years of MBA just flew by as we went from strangers to classmates to friends to best friends to, well, you know. You were so much more than just my boyfriend, Shubhi. You are easily one of the kindest, loving and most caring person I have ever come across. That's probably why, even after breaking your heart, I still think about you more than words can say. Remember how you would always tell me that your love for me is greater than any dream you have ever had for yourself? If only I ever had the courage to tell you that for me, my dreams were bigger than my love. When you proposed to me, barely six months after our post-graduation, I didn't have the heart to say no. Even though I knew I was not at all ready to settle down. How could I push someone like you away? Someone who loved me more than anything else in the world. Ironically, I still think about how I did just that. It's not that I never loved you, Shubhi. 
I really did. But just love wasn't enough to hold us together. I had so much to do before settling down. So much to plan. So much to think about. So much to achieve. You always misunderstood that as hesitation from my side to be with you. It was never the love that I doubted. It was our situation, our stability, the uncertainty of a happy future together. I haven't seen you since the day I didn't show up at our wedding. The wedding you spent years dreaming about. I know it was unfair. I should have never done that to you. I know that it must have taken you a lot of courage to never talk to me, never reach out to me and never respond to the thousands of calls and texts I left you since that day. I'm sure you found the cheesy, romantic, lovable goof that you deserve. The one I could never be. As for me, I achieved every dream that I left our wedding, our life together for. I'm sure you'll be happy for me too. This letter isn't for you to read. It is simply for me to apologize and take a tiny step towards atonement for the sin of breaking a noble heart like yours. The third letter. Dear Veer, Erasing our memories together has been harder than I thought, even though I haven't seen you in a long time. Thoughts of you, your face, your eyes, your smile, your tender touch, your firm grasp, your dominating demeanor, all still come to me as unexpectedly as the first drops of rainfall after a humid summer. I find myself getting drenched in their comfort and missing you a lot more than I ever expected. I can never forget how you plucked out every iota of loneliness from inside me. How you said that you and I would never be lonely again. Now that we have found each other. Isn't it ironic how even after having a wife, a child, a family that you once called your own, you still found the escape to your emptiness inside a lonely person like me? Life's really crazy. And so was your love for me. Our story was never really ethical, was it? I mean, what's right about a married manager being romantically involved with a subordinate? I still remember that drunk, vulnerable evening when the rest of the office party became a blur to us. As we danced to Kahi To Hogi Wo, just for fun, our eyes revealed secrets to each other that words never could. But we know this is wrong, Veer, I said. Nothing has ever felt this right. You smiled as you wrapped me tightly in your arms and I knew what we had was love. You've always been a smart guy, Veer, but maybe leaving your family behind for me wasn't the smartest decision. I never knew what you saw in me and I will never know how someone like me was worthy enough for you to uproot your whole life for. I remember telling you before you did anything that I wanted to end it. Seeing your wife call you when we were together, your son asking when you would come home, all of that made me realize that I didn't want to be the trouble in your paradise. But I guess you weren't ready to let me go just yet. I couldn't stay, Veer. Believe me, I tried. 
but the responsibility of being with someone who made that big a sacrifice for me just became a burden i couldn't handle i felt like a dog on a leash it felt great at first the feeling of belonging to someone being important enough for them to not want to let me go but with time the leash simply became a suffocating burden that i had to free myself from i'm sorry things didn't work out veer i don't know if you went back to your family or you found someone else or you're simply as alone as i am feeling right now maybe someday we'll meet again and you'll look at me with a peaceful content smile instead of an unforgiving stare with the stench of the lingering past the fourth letter dear naira you really stand true to the meaning of your name you're such a beautiful inquisitive fun loving soul to be honest i haven't been with as many girls as i have with guys but you became one of my favorites during the last 2 years this is an early confession letter one that's not intended to reach you because i don't think i have the guts to see tears falling down those gorgeous eyes when they look around and no longer find me there breaking up with somebody breaking up with anybody has never come easy to me i've hurt others a lot in the past and in that process i've hurt myself even more i don't want to do that to a free spirited soul like you and that's why i'm going to leave for my hometown take some days off think about how to fix myself and my life and if i realize that you and i have no scope anymore i'll just call you and end it over the phone there's nothing wrong with us you know we share a good emotional connect the chemistry is great everything is fine why i am running away then i don't know naira i'm hoping i can figure it out while i'm away i asked myself many times before making this decision why leave when everything is okay but to me okay is not good enough and not having the will to stay is enough reason to leave right our sitcom binging marathons come to my mind while i'm writing this remember that episode from how i met your mother when victoria flees from her own wedding they beautifully explained the words in german and you nudged me jokingly saying that i was your lifelong treasure like victoria in the show i didn't have the heart to tell you that you were the one that i thought i almost wanted but not quite i'm sorry for breaking your heart this way i'm sure you'll find someone better than me someone who isn't a coward and doesn't run away instead of facing the truth someone who deserves you and is the perfect fit you always looked for I'm sorry that the perfect fit is not me. I'm sorry for ending our story this way. I took a deep breath 
as I tried to process the contents of all the letters in my mind. This was all too much for me to handle. So many people had been wronged in so many different ways. Gavya, Shubham, Veer, and of course, me, Naira. Reading my own name on that final letter came as a shocking jolt, which eventually helped me piece everything together. Lost in my own thoughts, still distraught about everything I had realized, I was distracted by a sound. It was the sound of my phone ringing, and on the screen flashed the name that was signed at the end of each of the four letters I had just read. Alicia. Hey, I hope you like the story. If you like this podcast, don't forget to reach out to me with your feedback. You can follow me on my Instagram handle at the.agathist. If you have a story to tell, drop me an email on storiesbysneha at gmail.com. I'll see you soon with the next story, only on Stories by Sneha. Bye!